Hello, welcome to the Thursday, November 15th, 2018 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. In yesterday's Patch Tuesday updates, there was one vulnerability that was already exploited in the wild, according to Microsoft, but we didn't really have a lot of details about it. Well, that changed now. Kaspersky published a blog post about CVE 2018-8589. This was this Win32K privilege escalation vulnerability. Well, it turns out that Kaspersky did detect this particular vulnerability being being exploited on a system that was protected by Kaspersky anti-malware. So Kaspersky notified Microsoft and now publishes some details about the vulnerability and the exploit that they found in the wild. They only saw it being exploited against 32-bit Windows 7. Well, and talk about exploiting Serides. Yesterday, the Pwn to Own contest, which is held as part of the PacSec conference, finished and with it, a number of devices fell as it is now quite common. The original idea behind this contest was that if you were able to exploit a device, you got to keep it. That's sort of where the name Pwn to Own comes from. But in recent years, this Zero Day initiative has sponsored it and has handed out quite nice cash prizes. This year, the winning team got away with $250,000 worth of prize money. Now, all devices that were part of the contest did eventually fall to to new exploits. All these devices were fully patched. For example, an iPhone 10. They also had a Galaxy S9 and a Xiaomi Mi 6. Altogether, 18 new vulnerabilities were released as part of this contest, and the Zerda initiative did pay out a total of $325,000 for these exploits. These exploits will not be released, at least not right away. The Zerda initiative will use them and report them to respective manufacturers. Now, we typically do see patches coming out for these vulnerabilities relatively quickly. Now, as part of the contest, these phones were connected to a Wi-Fi access point that the hacker controlled. So many of the vulnerabilities that were exploited relied on directing the user's browser to a malicious page using essentially a portal page or something like this you often find within these Wi-Fi access points that would allow you to, for example, log in to that network. There was one exception and and this was an attack against the Samsung phone. In this case, the attacker actually attacked the LTE baseband chip. This is the chip that actually is responsible for the cellular connection. And the user typically doesn't really have a choice but to keep that enabled. And exploits against the baseband chip, of course, typically give full system access. So the final lesson here is that all phones are vulnerable. Not really that you can say one is more or less vulnerable than another phone. Not much you can do other than trying to stay patched with your phones to somewhat re reduce the number of available exploits and be a little bit careful if you're connecting to Wi-Fi networks and the like. But then again, in this case, yes, the attacker had access to the Wi-Fi access point, but the attacker could 
could exploit any of these browser vulnerabilities just by tricking you into going to a particular malicious website. Well, I think it has been a week or so that we talked about hacks against CPUs and predictive execution. Well, uh, there are more attacks coming. There is a new paper out now that talks more generically about what they're calling transient execution vulnerabilities. And they're identifying seven new vulnerabilities in Intel and AMD chips, where five of them sort of fall into the Spectre category and two into the meltdown group. The patches released for prior versions of these attacks aren't necessarily sufficient to protect yourself from these newer versions. Overall, the problem is just like before that all of these different optimization techniques that were applied to CPUs in order to allow multiple processes to run at the same time and in order to share cache memory and other hardware elements uh, that of course allows one process to either influence or read what an other process is doing. And what this paper is doing, it's really trying to sort of to look at this problem from a more higher level and more generically. And that's sort of how they came up with these new versions of the vulnerability. In the end, this may mean more microcode updates for your CPUs. Well, and this is it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.